And welcome back to another episode of Geeks and Turns. It's me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. So we had a hard time deciding on what to talk about, whether it be Gamescom or Ahsoka, the new Disney Plus TV show based on another character from Dave Filoni's creative mind for the Star Wars universe. And obviously the fact that I'm talking more about Ahsoka in the description of the title of this episode. Yeah, we're talking about Ahsoka. Yeah, it's uh, it's a neat like little take for uh, Star Wars, right? Um, following... Essentially, the live-action version of a character that's been in animated media for a while now. Ahsoka, you know, being one of those characters that, like, started off as kind of being, eh, like, the annoying kid character, but grew up and, like, had, like, a great character arc throughout the Clone Wars mm-hmm. st- uh, show and, you know, appear- has appeared in, like, so much, so many other uh, Star Wars media since then, right? Yeah, she, she was not liked uh, when she was first introduced. I remember because I remember, like... Seeing it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. This feels, cause, cause I remember the whole thing with the Clone Wars uh, cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Is that this felt like very kiddish, right? Yeah. And like, how do you, how do you cementify a, 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 like a very kiddish show? Psychic. Kid psychic. Yeah, yeah, kid psychic. Which I mean, to be fair, it makes sense for the Star Wars universe. You know, Padawans are a thing. Yeah. But it's always like, eh, it's, uh, it's, uh, Anakin's got himself a little sidekick, a little rumbunctious, you know, kid going around, uh, getting himself, getting themselves into trouble. But no, Ahsoka, you know, grew, changed, and sort of established herself as, like, one of the best things about Star Wars. And it's really great to see that, you know, sometimes, you know, a character can grow and you come to love them. It's yeah. a beautiful thing to see in writing. Yeah, you know, to see that character regression and the art. Progression. Yeah. You said regression. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, progression. Yeah. And, you know, the whole arc and stuff, you know. Uh, it, yeah, it's cool to see. And, uh, yeah, like I said, she appeared in other stuff. Like, she had a bit of a role in the Rebels show, which the, the Ahsoka TV show kind of feels like a sequel to. Oh, kind of? <laughs> There's two main There are two characters who are you know, the the leads of the show from Marvels that are now into this show and one of them is sort of the the second lead in this in the show. Uh but yes, uh, Sabine and Hera, who uh like I said were in the show but now are these are these are their live action interpretations. Yeah. So we will be talking a bit about that and a bit of a spoilers for um you know for the show. Uh, for Rebels, not in the Soka. We're going to keep that low. Yeah, because to, to be fair, um, given the plot of the Soka show, you kind of have to spoil Rebels. You kind of have to, right? It's it's one of those things where, like, and granted, I feel they're doing a good job of it. It's that whenever you're introduced to a thing, like the sequel to a movie that of, of a movie you haven't seen yet, so, like, say... Uh, you've you've never seen Godfather, but you've seen Godfather two. Uh, you don't need to watch the first. You kind of need it, but you don't really, you know. So that's how this this show is. There's enough context clues. Yes. To understand, hey, this guy was important, or yeah. hey, uh, this dude that they're talking about seems kind of a bad guy, and like you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing, right? Though I will say, um, I have not finished watching Rebels, but I know how it ends. Uh, and I have not watched Rebels at all. <laughs> of course you didn't. I'll because, like, again, it goes back to that thing I said, looks very kiddish, and not for you. Yeah, because I think the only thing I know, I think I understand most of the plot points from Rebels, only yeah. because of various clips and stuff, because I remember when it was first coming out, it's like, eh, this is 
Disney uh, first take on animated Star Wars, and it's hella kitty because it's supposed to be on Disney XD. It's not as as a doesn't have as many dark moments as like the Clone Wars show, but you know they proved you wrong. Yeah, and like they got to do interesting stuff, like have Darth Vader be there for a season and introduce uh, some like uh, very notable uh, book character, like super well known. Yeah, that uh, will be featured in the show as well, mm-hmm. in the Ahsoka show as well. Um, you had uh, returning characters from like the Clone Wars shows, like the old clone troopers, like yeah. Rex in them. You know, just a lot of interesting uh, stuff that they did do. It was a good like. Like, link between. Like, you didn't need it, but it was right there. Yeah, like, most of the stuff I know is just from various clips of, like, very important things happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, I wonder what the rest of the show... Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it was a terrible show, but there was moments where I'm like... I will say they gave us a, a great conclusion between Maul and uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. That shit was great. It was like, it's like after all the shit that Maul has done to Obi Wan Kenobi, he's like, he, he like he die, he dies in Obi Wan's arms, and like, is he, is he it? Is is he the chosen one? He's like, yeah, Luke's the chosen one. Hell of Angus. <laughs> he just dies in there. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so like I said, like this does take a uh, place of Rebels. We will be spoiling a bit of Rebels. Um. I will be answering any questions that you have about Rebels, Joe, though some of them I can, I have no answers to, because I, again, I didn't finish watching it, because at some point I was like, eh, this is, okay, I think I'm done. Okay, but, yeah, for the most part, you know, Ahsoka obviously picks up, mm. sort of following her sort of, uh, you know, like, her big thing in the show mm-hmm. is that there's a threat emerging in the galaxy that she's trying to prevent. Um, the return of, and this is the character I think I mentioned earlier about being from the books, uh, Grand, uh, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn, yes. Yeah. I mean, he was mentioned in, in, um, in Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, like, he is, uh, kind of one of these, because uh, in the book he was kind of like, I think he's like the only, like, alien in the Empire, which... Kind of like you can kind of like notice that like from the Galactic Empire, like mm-hmm. there's no like aliens and stuff. It's all like humans and stuff. Yeah. Which kind of like has a like an underlying kind of, you know, superiority thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get into, but yeah, he's like the, 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 you can you can you can assume things and you can like you know uh, connect things to to that. Uh, I think is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. So you know, Thrawn being because like, Thrawn is a standout character within the Empire. Yeah. Like, I'm like I'm not that deep into the uh, the, the lore of, of Star Wars, but when I notice something, I notice something. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, but he, he is very much an alien, and from my understanding in the books, Thrawn just kind of, like, takes over for Palpatine once he's gone. Yeah, and granted, these are the Legends books yeah. I'm mentioning. So, it was a big thing that a Legends character was being put into mainline canon, uh, you know, post-Disney Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, his whole reputation is that he was a grand tactician, you know, he was sort of always kind of one step ahead mm-hmm. of a lot of things. And uh, from what I understand, at the end of Rebels, mm-hmm. he basically gets sort of uh, magicked away, kind of? Yeah. 
by the main character Ezra. Yeah. Like both of them. Space whales. Yeah, like they both get like transported somewhere else entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To so end that conflict. And uh, yeah, now the main villains of the show are basically like we have a star map that will help us get Grand Animal Thrawn back. Yeah. So essentially, because this is you know post. Return of the Jedi, you know, the New Republic's right, you know, blowing itself back up, but there's still quite a bit of Imperial remnants, and the arrival of Grand Admiral Thrawn would essentially, mm-hmm. you know... You know, the, 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 the plot line that was established in Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, you know, with all these Imperial remnants working together to mm. sort of create little militias here and there and stuff. Essentially, they're all waiting the return of Thrawn and rally around him... To essentially rebuild the empire mm-hmm. and try to retake the galaxy. Because he was the only one who had essentially the the knowledge, the superiority. He was like, okay, if like things happen, we know who to go to. He he basically he's like a de facto leader when yeah. shit was gonna go down and like crumble around the empire. Mm-hmm. Like he had the knowledge, the resources, the you know the tactical you know yeah. You know, he he was the guy. Yeah, he was like you know, a guy that like you know, it's like if uh, I guess it, it, to make a, a history reference, it's like when uh Caesar, you know, yeah, got assassinated and stuff. You had like uh, what's his name, uh, Octavian. Or yeah, whatever. Octavian. Like he was the guy. You know. Yeah, he was the guy. And uh, was not stabbed by Brutus. No, but he was the guy to the, to follow him up. You know. Yeah, he was the he was the he was the guy everyone uh, everyone else in the Roman Republic chose. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the whole plot line, and you know, Ahsoka mm-hmm. finds this star map, and like she can't really access it, so she has to go uh, with the help of Hera. Who was a character, again, from Rebels, and uh, along with her, the help of Sabine, a fellow character in the Rebels. And so, Hera in the in Rebels was kind of like the the mom of the group. Uh, she really actually is a mom, too. Mm. So, uh, she, uh, she gave birth to the Jedi baby. Interesting. Interesting, yes. And, uh, but yeah, she was kind of like the, the, a great pilot, a badass in her own right. And yeah, so she's here. She's uh, helping out, you know, Ahsoka, who they were both fighting together in during the in the rebellion. And Sabine is a Mandalorian. Now I don't recall if she was force sensitive. Hmm. I don't recall if she was. Yeah, because they do make a, a whole thing about her being a former Padawan of Ahsoka. Before Ahsoka left. Yeah, because, like, the, the thing is that um, by the end of, um, or towards the the middle and towards the end of Rebels, Sabine started, you know, training in the ways of the Jedi. Because she had the Darksaber. Which, I mean, I'm gonna probably ask something about that later on. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, like, the Darksaber... There's, a, there's another show that has the dark saber in it, and you're kind of just like implications, right? Yeah. Of what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if it will be brought up in this show. Yeah. As like, I wonder how that got there, right? I think it's answered in Rebels. I just don't remember. 
but another thing that uh the thing is like uh towards the end um Ahsoka comes back and she and uh Sabine look basically get the look like okay we got work to do you know that look like that head that head nod kind of shit yeah I was like all right we got stuff to do so that's when I'm assuming the training begins and her becoming you know sort of studying under the ways of the the Jedi mm. so yeah she's one of those kind of characters um but yeah uh that's sort of part of the story right there but another thing that kind of makes it interesting is that Sabine is like our second lead right our second main character and her whole thing is that she one misses Ezra because she felt like she couldn't save him assuming mm-hmm. uh but also this sort of attachment she had with with Ahsoka so because Ahsoka kind of just up and left yeah, it sort of like feels like was I not good enough to be a Jedi kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, which I think is really interesting a thing to look at, right? Yeah. Because it's like a circle whole thing, especially uh, in the Clone Wars cartoon, was like she wanted to prove herself to be a Jedi, but once she found out how like the Jedi kind of are and kind of like kind of shitty, she's like, uh, I'm out. Yeah, and that's sort of like put her down the path of being like a gray Jedi, right? Uh, and, yeah. You know. So, Depends on how you feel about Grey Jedi, because they're kind of like in the, you know... Yeah, because the idea is that you have the Jedi who are light users, and you have the Sith who are dark users. Yeah. You know, he's the dark side of the Force, light side of the Force, all that stuff. And then you have the Grey Jedi that are just kind of in the middle. Yeah, but the the thing about Grey Jedi is, well, I like the idea and concept, right? Like, this finding a way to balance in between line... Right, right. Like that sounds like a really cool idea, but it 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 sounds like it very it very much came from like a D and D kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? Like the alignment system yeah, in D and D, right? Like yeah, good chaotic neutral and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And that's always been kind of like the the questionable thing about being a great Jedi. It's also one of those things that it never came from, to my knowledge, never came from Lucas. You know, mm. so it came from like others. So that's one of those things. But no, yeah. Um, Ahsoka was is is one of those characters who like toes the line of like being a Jedi but not really following the Jedi code. That's basically what she is. Yeah. So like that's kind of been her whole thing, and then later on, like you know, as we know how her role goes in with within um, Clone Wars with her and Rex, and then leading up to like the stuff we see her in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So she's always been kind of more of the aloof character. So it didn't surprise me that she would end up being aloof towards, you know, Sabine. And her whole thing was, like, trying to find a family. That's why um, she's... She, she's. I mean, Sabine is a rebellious... Is, like, rebellious character... At heart. At heart. She... In, in Rebels, she was, like, always spray-painting, you know, graffiti kind of art stuff. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay... You know, rebellious, you know, obviously. You show called rebels. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Like, how do you show someone who's rebellious against the man? Graffiti art. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, archetypes and shit. So, like, yeah, it's it, it made sense. And obviously, like, with that kind of character, you, they're usually trying to find, like, a, their family or, like, you know, a found family. Hence, like, Ezra, um, Hera, and the other two guys whose names I'm blanking out on. Uh, Zeb and Kanan, yeah, that's their names. Like that, that was that was her found family. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, I gotta go find my, you know, 
surrogate brother, I would say. And here's someone who would know, and they better be. Yeah. So it, her character arc is is established, and obviously their their whole thing is, hey, not only do we got to prevent them finding Thrawn, we got to find Ezra. Yeah, because that's uh, sort of like the one, two thing of the star map. One, you know, prevents the bad guys from getting Thrawn back, but also it could help us find Ezra, mm-hmm. you know, bring him back home. But now the people that want Thrawn aren't just Imperial people. Yeah, we have, uh, I believe, uh, what was her name? I believe. Uh, uh, I think it was Morgan. Yeah, Morgan, who yeah. is a knight sister, or at least descended from the knight sisters. Yeah. Which, the, if I recall, that's a whole. That's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, that's that's also that's a, that's a whole can of worms. That basically they're actual witches. In the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. They're, they have magic. But I thought this is sci- it's sci-fi fantasy, bitch. Come, calm down. <laughs> well, I mean, and isn't um. And I know there is a bit of relation of the Night Sisters to, like, say, um, Darth Maul, right? Yeah, they're they're they are connected. Um, her, him, uh, his brother, whose name I'm forgetting, and uh, Asajj Ventress. They were uh, they're all kind of like kind of have a connection with the Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they they're known for like their like their sense of magic and like I get I wouldn't say the Force, but like. The thing, the thing about Star Wars that I always found very interesting, especially when you like go further down the rabbit hole, is that it's very sci-fi, yes, but there's a lot of like fantasy elements. Fantasy elements, like I said, witches. I mean, the joke about like in in like in universe Star Wars and like outside of like you know fandom is like Jedi's are wizards. Yeah, they're space wizards. They're space wizards. That's what they are. They're like a council of space wizards. And, you know, therefore you would have witches there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, no, so there's a lot of, like, stuff. And, like, even Rebels delved into it a little bit. Because, like, there was a bit of, like, uh, co- there was, like, cosmic wolves and shit. There was, like, space wells. And I'm like, none of this is sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to mention they, uh, they had this mural of, like, the Rebels cast, you know, mm-hmm. who saved this planet and stuff. Like, they're heroes of the Rebellion. They helped save us and stuff, and this is a mural dedicated to them. And there's, like, these two giant freaking wolves. Like, a black wolf and a white wolf. Like, yeah. What the hell is that about? Yeah, it's the Lothal, the wolves of Lothal, who, like, are kind of Force-sensitive, I think. Interesting. Again, fantasy elements. <laughs> I've always said this about Star Wars. Like, it's more uh, fantasy than sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah, because there are, I mean, obviously when you have a whole, like, I mean, the Force. I mean, I know Lucas kind of tried to, like, make it a bit more scientific with midichlorians and stuff, but yeah. everybody hates midichlorians because people like the idea of the Force being this sort of, like, weird, uh, like, almost magical, like, sensing the you know, abilities and being able to, like... There was something spiritual it. about it. Yeah, like, there is a bit of spirituality to it, because there's a lot of people that just... That aren't even Jedi just say, may the Force be with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a, you know... Uh, Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's because, like... Yeah, I don't... I agree. Like, uh, that's something that... I, I don't... I, I get what George Lucas trying to do with the Minocorians, right? I get it. But, there, but, like, giving, like, sort of a scientific thing to what 
seem like fantastical and like spiritual, almost to like anyone can be a Jedi kind of feel. Make it like no, you gotta have like the right blood count. You gotta have the right amount of chlorians in your uh, in your blood system in order to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Um, no, it, it, it wasn't just like your connection to some spiritual, like you know. Yeah, you know, like you can't just just feel the force around you. you know, yeah. It surrounds us, penetrates us. Mm-hmm. We uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah anyways, uh, you know, speaking of the other villains, uh, we also have uh, Balin and uh, his apprentice uh, Shin. Mm-hmm. These, uh, I guess, they're Sith, right? Kind they're, of? they're Sith, basically. Yeah. Um, if there's also this one guy who is basically uh, an Inquisitor. He has the Inquisitor blade and stuff. Yeah. So uh, so there's there's a group of people after him. But like, what I find very interesting is that um, Balin, uh, played by uh, Ray uh, Stevenson, who did pass away uh, uh, last year. Yeah, last year, sadly. Uh, this first ep- the first episode is dedicated to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of like um, he seems to be more in tune with the Force than he lives on. Yeah, because there's, very, there's various moments where it feels almost like he's like a darker version of Qui-Gon, almost. Yeah. Because you know? Qui-Gon would have these moments of, like, sensing stuff in the Force, and Balin has this very similar moment of, like, like I feel something, you know? Like, yeah. I can sense the Soka through the Force and stuff, or whatever. Like, she tries to hide from me, but I can sense her. I sense her determination. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's, uh, actually, we learn a little bit about him because, uh... The uh, the droid character uh, Huang Yang or whatever, yeah, who uh, voiced by David Tennant, and I I knew it almost immediately once that ro- once he started talking, I'm like, that's David Tennant as that robot. Yeah, <laughs> David Tennant has a very unique voice, very Scottish man. Yeah, and you know, so I'm just like, I've only seen well someone make this uh, lightsaber once, and it was a uh, Balin. Mm-hmm. So you know, it gives a background of like, oh, he was a former Jedi during the Clone Wars. Something happened. I'm assuming during Order 66, and he sort of essentially turned to the dark side. A lot of comparisons have been made to him and uh, Dooku. A little bit, yeah. They have, they both have that various uh, like uh, chivalrous kind of like. Yeah, like he's an honor bound villain kind of shit. Yeah, you know, like he he doesn't really. Like, I wouldn't say he doesn't care much for uh, Morgan's shenanigans, but he's very much like, what are your, uh, you know, I don't really trust you, Night Sisters stuff, you know? Yeah, you and your witchcraft. Yeah. Which, mm, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I like my witchcraft. <laughs> I, like, I like my magical powers more than yours. Yeah, but, uh, but so far we're kind of in like in the dark with a lot of it. Like, Ahsoka herself, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about a lot about uh, Sabine. Hera is... Sort of like the supportive person. Uh, she's there to support both, you know, Sabine and Ahsoka. Yeah, she's, kind of, she's, she's the middle ground. Give them advice and yeah. like sort of like, hey, lead them in the right direction. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. Okay, like like a mother should. <laughs> she was the mom of the group. Yeah. And Kanan was the dad. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and so like Ahsoka herself, she's very much like. In the uh, the camp of like, I have one goal and I'm trying to reach that goal. I'm sorry that I'm aloof. I'm not connecting with you, but it's just I was never really good with this. Look who look who taught me. Yeah, my my master was Anakin Skywalker. All right, like, and not to say he wasn't a bad uh, master, but like, definitely uh, he didn't finish my training because I left. Yeah. And now I I left because it's all bullshit. Yeah, and then I left you, which is kind of like, 
feel like repeating the cycle here. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> back. Or it's like that's why I need to convince him to come back. And I think it's a very fine like way to to do with, with the Soka because it's 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 her character on right. It's her like coming back to what she needs to do right. Like she left because she wasn't satisfied with the way things were. So therefore she she, she that you know that's why she left. Now she has an opportunity to make um, not, not amends but like make something right. Yeah. At the same time, also uh, preventing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. war from breaking out. Yeah, and stuff. So, so her character, I'm really excited to see, along with Sabine, because they're they're t- they're they're getting together. I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go find my my brother. Though I will say, without context, I feel like that might, you know, because I I know context, and even even like in in the the show, they're like, yes, I see you as a sister, but there are times I'm like, I feel like if you didn't watch Rebels, you'd feel a very different connection to these two. I think I get what you're what you're uh, laying out here. Yeah. So, yeah, like, at the same time, uh, yeah, I guess without context, it would be like, this seems more romantic. Yeah. But I guess from my opinion, there hasn't been like any sort of like, like any signs from Sabine of showing like romanticism, like, Mm-hmm. There are definitely lines that sort of like I see you as a sister in a way, you know, mm-hmm. which just sort of feels like I feel like this is like the the Filoni and the Rise being like stop stripping these characters, it's weird. Thank stop you. That, no, I agree. I agree. I I agree with Dave if that's what he's saying. <laughs> yes, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not, because that'd be really weird. Not like I mean like yeah, like like no, you 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 saw him as family. You bonded as family. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the uh, I, I think it's gonna be interesting seeing where stuff goes too, because mm-hmm. it does feel like Balin's gonna be one of those, you know, like like a very chivalrous villain, you know, like yeah. I have honor and standards here, like, you know, because he even like pick men- your sword up. Yeah, because he even mentioned pick your sword up. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, because he even mentions like it's gonna be a shame killing a uh, Ahsoka, you know, yeah. so so little Jedi left in the world in the universe, you know. Mm. So, like, he kind of has, like, this... It seems like he has a bit of sentimentality of, like, ah, yes, the Jedi's back the, the good old days when I was a youth, but now I'm an old man, and all I want is power. I've been hardened by life. Yeah, I've seen that, you know, it's going to be neat to see his backstory, how he probably uh, trained Shin, because she looks like kind of an interesting character. We don't get a whole lot of her. She's very, like, I wouldn't say timid, but, like... Sickly, almost. Yeah, like... There's, there's just something in the way the actress was portraying her that I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, like, she does, it's not like she hesitates and stuff, but she's, like, very, like... Like, she just follows uh, Balin's orders and, like, is very, like... I think she, more than Balin, distrusts uh, Morgan more, mm-hmm. you know? So she's... A, she She's very, like, um, like, greenish. Yeah, so it's kind of be... It's going to be neat seeing... Like, the parallels between Ahsoka training Sabine and Balin's, uh... You, you know what I got... You know what my vibe was about her was? Hmm. Is that she's like that, uh... That scared dog that has to fight. You know? Kind of. Like, it feels like she joined up with Balin because he offered her, essentially, a way out of whatever life she was living. Yeah, because I, I, I see her and I, I imagine, like, that dog that's, like, just, like, shivering and scared. That's, like, willing to bite back. 
Yeah, when pushed into the corner, we'll yeah. fight. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's the vibe I got from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am interested to see what, where she goes um, in this story too, uh, because yeah, you're right. Like, what's uh, what's up with this? She's a little too young to have survived the Jedi Order. Yeah, if anything, she was probably you know. There's definitely a backstory there, and I kind of want to see it, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, that's sort of like these first two episodes are just sort of establishing sort of the groundwork of, like, this is the main plot, you know, these are our main characters, these are our bad guys, let's continue on with, I, how many episodes is this again? I have no idea, I hope it's at least a good amount. Yeah. I would really hate it if it's six. I hope, I Because mean, I really don't like the idea that they keep making these shows, like, six episodes or something, it does not work, man. Like, you're, they're, like, they're writing it more like specials than, like... Well, they're treating it like shows, but they should be treating it like a specials, right? Or movies, to an extent. They feel like slightly longer movies. Yeah. You know, and it kind of sucks, because it just kind of messes with pacing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I will admit the one interesting thing that pops up in the uh, the second episode is when they're investigating, like, uh, like they, they see how these droids that they're using, these assassin droids, were being uh, built in this one planet yeah. that Morgan had, like, construction stuff going on in and we sort of see an interesting sort of layer of like of like how the new republic has been it's something we see similarly in i think um mandalorian yeah, yeah, yeah. where we have uh these old uh imperial remnants being used both their facilities and their people being used within the uh, new republic essentially get things back up and running faster yeah and seeing kind of like the the consequences almost of like how, yeah, no, no, there's some still some Imperial Ravens that are loyal to the Empire and are doing shady stuff behind the new Republic's back. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, it's, yeah, it's like that later interesting stuff, you know? No, no, yeah, of course. Like, that's the one of the things that I've noticed, too, is that, hey, you know, just because the good guys won doesn't mean, like, there's an automatic change. There's always going to be, like, a little, like, like, a pushback, right? And, like, the, even they mentioned, like, well, I'm surprised they're still here. I'm like, well, I mean, like... Where else would they go? Yeah, and I do, and I think I like uh, Soka's take on it too, where it's like, Hera, after like you know all this stuff has gone down, and like they arrest all these guys for being traitors, basically. It's like, why are they still loyal to the you know the Empire and stuff? You know, don't they realize what happened and all this stuff? And it's like, well, it's not loyalty; it's greed. Because yeah, these are dudes you dismantling various ship parts and stuff, and just making money off of it. They're yeah. kind of just playing both sides. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where like it didn't involve me, so I'm fine with it. It's complacency. Yeah, in a way, yeah. That's that's kind of the the shitty part, right? It's it's like you saw it and you did nothing because like you're it didn't involve you and didn't affect you, right? That's kind of the the suckish part of it. Yeah. Which but also makes sense as to like reestablishing a government, you know. People are going to try to make, still make, you know, a living out of it. Whether as fucked up as it may be. Yeah, so, that I, I did like that little detail. I didn't think it's a, like a, a nice little, like, world-building thing. Yeah. For this, like, post-Return of the Jedi and then leading up to... Whatever caused the rise of the new, new, uh, the new Empire, uh, what was it called? Uh, First Order. The First Order, yeah. Yeah. So, like, this, you know, between, you know, the 
original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, this nice little world building stuff there, like, mm-hmm. oh, this lays the groundwork to, like, why all this stuff eventually happened and, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a neat, neat little detail. Um, overall, I, I think, I, I'm hoping Ahsoka turns out good by the end because it does have a lot of interesting stuff going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on the slower side, but I don't need it to be fast-paced action all the time. Yeah, like, I think, for the most part, I think it's all going to be about, like, character yeah. building and interactions and stuff, more than, like, the action stuff. Probably the only other, uh, the only criticism of, like, big note is, for me, is, one, the color saturation, because stuff feels kind of grayed out. It does. It does. Which, you know, kind of, like, weird. And some of the fight choreography is a little off for me, personally. It it looks like they're still in the practice stage. Yeah. It's, like, not, like, um... Like, the battle between Sabine and, uh... Uh... Shin, yeah. I can kind of get, because they're both basically Padawans. Mm-hmm. They both don't have that much training in, like, uh... Lightsabers. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I can excuse that fight being a little sloppy. Yeah. But, like, there's some other ones that just, like, feels a little too choreographed. Like, it doesn't feel, like, naturally paced, you know? It's like, okay, you do one, two, three, and I do two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it like it, it feels like we're not, like, using impact. Like, it's just like, okay, it's like a little flat fight kind of stuff. Yeah. And, it, like, I would say it's not as terrible, but it's almost on, around the same vein as, like, Iron Fist Season 1's fight choreography. Because remember, that one was like... Okay, we're gonna, 15 minutes uh, before the shoot, we're going to learn uh, the fight moves. I'm like, what? That's, no. That's terrible. Why would you do that? Uh-huh. And, yeah, no, it's, it was it was pretty bad. Um, I don't think I don't think the ones for this one are that bad, though. It's, it's, at least they're trying. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm like, like, so, but you have two blades. You, there's ways you can fight with two and one. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that's just us. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's about the end of the episode. I think we're we're both in a very positive light. We like to see this stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it Ahsoka is so far starting off to a good start. We don't know how many episodes it's gonna be until we you know we watch the rest. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to keep uh want to see us talk about this more, be sure to let us know. Uh, be sure to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're most active on Instagram. And uh, on Instagram, you find a link to all podcast sites. We're officially part of like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and a link to the YouTube for all your audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And there's a Patreon for any form of support. And yeah, uh, Ahsoka is starting off pretty good, like I said. Uh, I said that three times now, I feel. Well, damn. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> well, almost... I mean, you know, yeah, like. You I... wanted it to be good. Yeah, like, I, I can't have Andor be the only great Star Wars show. You know? Yeah, because Mandalorian kind of just, like, sat there for a bit. Yeah. Because Mandalorian season one was really good. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Season two, eh, it's all right. And season three, like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, yeah, Andor can't be just the good one. Not including the animated stuff. No, yeah, not including the animated stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's about all that's about all we have to say. And, yeah, it's me, Boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And you guys have a good one. Peace.